Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And good morning to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara, and you are talking to um, <laughs> you're talking to Sharon McNamara. Uh, you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable here on WATD. We are coming in live from our studio here at Boston Connect Real Estate. Boston Connect Real Estate is the sponsor of our show, along with McNamara Broker Team, the Sharon and Mary Real Estate Team. I have my sidekick here with me this morning. I got to tell you, I love my Saturdays with my warm coffee. What are we going to do for the summer? We'll have to come up with something different. <laughs> Well, <laughs> yeah, I know. Sue's like, cold coffee? Cold coffee. Ice coffee. I don't know. I just had a conversation with somebody that I don't really ever drink iced coffee. I don't either. Mary always drinks iced coffee. And I'm like, no, it's it could be 140 degrees outside, and I'm still drinking hot coffee, sweating. But I'll be there. Me too. I, <laughs> I drink hot, but Taya only drink cold. So. Oh my gosh, I forgot Ice that coffee. like Taya is just like so grown that she can have coffee now. Yeah, like <laughs> she gets her French vanilla swirl at Dunkin's. Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, um, we do have a special guest tonight. Yes. I, you have been on the show before. Yes, you? it's yeah. morning. It is oh, morning. yeah, it is the morning. Good morning. <laughs> Sorry. Good morning, Melissa. We are off to a great start. Which is why we're drinking coffee. <clears throat> yeah, we're drinking coffee. Yeah, I haven't woken up yet. Um, yes, we do have a special guest today, this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and her name is Sue Bollinger. She is a full-time realtor here at Boston Connect Real Estate. Hello, Sue. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> yes, we're happy to have you. Sue is one of the best of the best, obviously, out there. Oh. Um, yeah, of course you are. Thank Don't you. you think? Yeah. I mean, you Don't have you think? a lot of experience um, and I met Sue oh gosh eons ago when we were working at the same firm we were actually both at success and I remember we were just talking about Taya and Taya was like in one of those little carriers yeah and I remember you running around and getting it all done and all that and then we opened up Boston Connect you soon thereafter came here with us and within a year yeah within <laughs> a year which I'm super grateful for because I don't know it just was meant to be and I think um 
just, you know, I have so much trust in you, and I know that you're always doing the right thing. But, and that's really important for us here at Boston Connect Real yeah. Estate. And soon thereafter, you were doing um, education for us here. Mm-hmm. So you were part of our empowerment team lead, um, which is team for us is training, education, advising, and mentoring. So you were a big part of that. Uh, Sue and I are sisters when it comes to technology. We love it. Yeah, <laughs> Technology and memory. Yeah, I know. <laughs> memory we don't have (laughs) and technology we do um so yes so you've done a lot of things i know that you were recently appointed to the uh, pro standards for massachusetts association of realtors so the state board which is big time Um, yeah you're in the big leagues yeah i feel so important (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're walking around and everyone's like that's sue bollinger that's (laughs) do the right thing because she's on professional standards (laughs) (laughs) Um, so for those of you who don't know what professional standards is um because we are a realtor office and we are mostly all the whole area i would say here on the south shore and boston and everywhere you know we're realtor offices so that's national association of realtors then we have the local board which we have south shore realtors i'm part of the Greater Boston Board and the Bristol Board, and I'm also part of the Massachusetts Board, right? Um, so that's our state board. I am on the grievance committee for the state of Massachusetts, so I was just appointed to that. And um, yay, yeah. Yay. So we, we oh, are in. Sharon exactly. Oh no, do the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that our office is pretty much known for you know doing things the proper way when yeah. it comes to real estate <clears> because <throat> it's serious, and we're going to be talking about that today. And some of the things that we're seeing on the grievance committee, we can't talk about the the cases themselves, but some of sort of uh, what we're seeing coming down and up the pipeline a little bit now uh, based on the past couple of years and how the market was. But so generally, just so people know, if you have a grievance, you know, that uh, with an agent, you as the general public can file um, a grievance at your local board and... Um, if you just thought that they were doing something unethical. Uh, So we abide by the National Association of Realtors Code of Ethics. And it comes to my board first. We sort of decide, okay, with this one side that we can see, do we think that this is a, if everything that they're saying is true, do we consider this a violation of the Code of Ethics? If we do, we push it up. And that's where Sue comes in. Then explain a little bit about what your board does, because your board's more intricate and more detailed. Right. So um, my board, you know, it's five members and there's a chair and um, we get both sides of the story. So you get one side of the story. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets kicked up to my board, we listen to the case. We, you know, there's like a, a plaintiff and a defendant, and sometimes they have an attorney with them. And, um, it, you know, so for example, if somebody, if there was an argument about whether or not somebody's owed commission. Yeah. So it can go between agent to agent, agent too, to not agent. just, yeah, just yep. general public. Yep. Each side will get to tell their story. Mm-hmm. Or if there's, um, you know, a complaint from the public, um, we um, review the complaint and then we allow the person to um, present their side of the story and they can have sanctions mm-hmm. against them for, you know, bad behavior and stuff. Yep fines and whatnot which is great i mean i think that that's really important to know you know when you are working with a realtor make sure that they have the word realtor at the end of their name because we do abide by that code of ethics and they are they're they're serious and i i love the class that we took other than our drive there and back i mean (laughs) sue and i are talking so much we drove right past by the joint (laughs) we're like where are we going um so 
that's um, so what we are doing. So I can see that we have some listeners too on um, and people watching over on uh, Facebook. So hello Hi. to everybody. Um, and Tracy Grady, who's a full-time realtor here at Boston Connect Real Estate. I saw that she is in here too. So good morning, hello, Tracy. Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Tracy was on last week. Yeah, Tracy and I were, we were on last week. We got a lot of great feedback though. A lot oh, of people yeah. were listening because we, you know, you and I were going to do the show. Yeah. I did say on air that, um, that, Mark had had surgery and that yeah. he was doing well, but that um, you were home with him and sort of flying by the seat of our pants. And we were <laughs> we were a hot mess, but not a hot mess. Like we had such a great show without really having a topic. Like we were just talking <laughs> and then like we were like, oh yeah, and then remember this and then this. So we were like going back on shows that we had done together mm. um, and sort of taking bits and pieces off of that. But it was it was pretty funny. But everyone thought it was great. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and that's what we're here. We're just sitting yeah. here chatting at our round table. If you have any questions for us uh, to IWATD listeners, you can call us at 781-837-4900. We'll also put that number in the uh, chat area, the comments area on Facebook. Uh, so you can find us on Boston Connect Real Estate uh, if you're on Facebook. So make sure you go there, Boston Connect Real Estate or so all of the Connect pages as well. Uh, send us your questions, uh, anything to do with real estate, and uh, we're happy to answer. Yeah. Tracy says, hello, ladies. We were so funny. Or so we thought. <laughs> so no, we were. Tracy, don't worry. I've got some sure feedback. I'm sure you were. Yeah. <laughs> so long as you think that you were, that's yeah. all that matters. Uh, so today, Sue, do you want to tell everybody about your topic? So this is one of the things that we're doing in the office now, too, is, you know, for our listeners, we are trying to sort of, you know, um, change it up a little bit. I mean, every week you get to listen to myself and Melissa and then Mary, who is our other team member. She's She can't do Saturdays because she's doing open houses at our new construction development, uh, but she's you know she comes in and out but it's nice to be able to bring on our agents from boston connect um because it gives other perspectives yeah and even though for the most part i would say most of our perspectives are pretty much the same but it does give a different viewpoint we just ask our agents hey we're happy to promote you and bring you on just tell us what your topic is so what did you choose for today so i my choice was talking about the importance of using a buyer's agent Mm -hmm. uh because uh, you know, there's so, especially in this market where mm-hmm. there's like no inventory at all, you know, people are getting desperate. Yeah. And, you know, if you don't have somebody that uh, with experience mm-hmm. um, that understands the process, you could be losing out. There's there's lots of tips and strategies that a buyer's agent brings to the table. And if mm-hmm. you're not uh, using a buyer's agent and you're going direct, you're missing out on lots of strategies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's important in also going back to being an ethical mm-hmm. agent or whatever, you know, obviously that's very important to all the agents in our office. And, yeah. you know, that's why we're serving on our lo- our state board. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you need to, you know, the fiduciary responsibility of a buyer's agent is always to the buyer, mm-hmm. not to the seller. Yep. And that's very important. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like, you know, people really need to interview their agent to make sure that they're on the same page as their agent so that they can build trust. Mm -hmm. So you want to use somebody that you trust and you, you know, you, because when you get to the point of negotiations, how do you Mm -hmm. navigate without trust? Oh, absolutely. And like you were saying, when times are, so at our height of our emotions is when we're at the bottom of our reasonability or like reasoning, right? So that's why I think being a professional, being a professional buyer's agent, and you are a professional seller's agent, we just happen to be talking about this topic today, is 
you know, being able to be sort of grounded when your client's emotions are very high, because I know you're going through this right now. You're working with how many buy- sets of buyers right now? Uh, several, but I, I have my top 10 here yeah. I'll talk about <laughs> later, but I have several. <laughs> yeah, so you're working with several buyers and they've put in several offers, right? Yes. So how yeah. has that process been working? So um, it's difficult because honestly, I mean, I had somebody go almost 200,000 over asking this past week and they still didn't get it. Mm. Um, you know, it, because it's it's a cr- still a crazy market. There's no inventory mm-hmm. and you really have to have, you know, part of my thing is, is I don't want my buyer to, it, it really has to make financial sense for my buyer. Mm-hmm. So I try to be sort of a voice of reason also so that the person isn't, you know, if they're overpaying, they know they're overpaying. Exactly. Yep. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and if their goal is to not overpay, uh, you know, I help to keep them in line of, you know, like where the cutoff should be kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, when you're working with a buyer's agent, you need to be able to explain to them what the property is worth. You know, mm-hmm. what What do you think this property will resell for in the next few years, mm-hmm. right? Um, so are you planning to stay for five years, for mm-hmm. 10 years, you know, longer? You know, what's your long-term goal? So you, you have to figure that out before you go ahead and put the offer in. So, you know, if they didn't get it and they went 200000 over, maybe that's a good thing. You mm-hmm. know, you don't want them to go 250 over if yeah. they're not going to be able to sell it in three years or five years. So, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, part of my job is to help them stay on focus and not go by emotion. Mm-hmm. Are they now 200 over is like people are probably like, oh, good grief. Right. right? So are they looking at houses? Because I remember you actually brought this up last year is, you know, okay, maybe I have a client that's looking at $500,000 and they're not winning any of their offers. And then that's the thing that I hate is like, it's now become a game where someone's yeah. winning and someone's losing. Right. That, but you said, okay, in order for my client to compete, I have to show them a $400,000 house. Right. So they can bid $100,000 over asking. Yeah. Is that the situation with this it one? It is, yes. Okay. So they, they were approved for a lot more and um, this was a fixer upper. Okay. Needed a new septic, needed, you know, um, lots of interior updates, including kitchens and bathrooms. And so, you know, it, in the end, after, you know, we had a contractor come with us to look at the property and we knew how much it would cost to get the house to where they needed to be within their budget. And mm-hmm. so for them, it was worth it to go 200000 over. Mm-hmm. But again, there was another That's buyer. Still, yeah. Who, Still didn't Did you ever find out what was the cause? Was it price? Was it conditions? Um, it was, you know, my client wanted to do a renovation loan. And oh. um, the other buyer would, had the ability to not do the renovation loan. So okay. sometimes that makes a difference. You, yes, you're up against cash buyers mm-hmm. and, you know, buyers who have significant means. And, you know, so it's difficult mm-hmm. sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, in this market, but that doesn't mean you can't win. And I wouldn't want my buyer to go higher than that because yeah. that would, then it wouldn't make financial sense yeah. mm-hmm. long term. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they could have gone higher, but that wouldn't have made sense for mm-hmm. them. So, you know, so it's important. So part of being a buyer's agent, you know, we have to have reasonable care, undivided loyalty, confidentiality, full disclosure, and a buyer's agent uh, walks buyers through all of those details, you know, mm-hmm. finding, you know, finding disclosable items on that the house. That was old car, wasn't it? Old I haven't heard yeah, old car old in a car. long time. Yeah, but it's important. Charlie's class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's important. You know, um, this is part of our responsibility as realtors is to make sure that our buyers are, you know, the most important part. We should be treating our buyers as if it was our own purchase. 
mm-hmm. yeah. or a buyer's agent, yeah. you know, and not being motivated by the commission. You know, people worried that the buyer's agent is motivated motivated by the commission, but that's against our code of ethics. Yeah, we absolutely. can't be. We have to be worried more about our buyers' finances than our own. Mm-hmm. And I do think that that relationship is, and I've used this word before, but it's in a different context. Obviously, the relationship becomes very intimate. Yeah, you, you know a lot about your clients and exactly what they want and exactly what they need. And, you know, like, let's talk about that, like the whole process, like start from the beginning, because you don't just, you know, one day, you know, somebody's referred to you and, you know, they, you get them, you know, send them to a loan officer, they get their pre-approval letter, they're like, all right, you can afford $500,000. And then they just start selling, like you just start showing them houses. Yeah. Back it up a little bit about, you know, having a consultation with them. Yeah. So the, so the first thing that I want to do with any buyer is bring them in the office and talk to them about, you know, my job is really to teach the buyer, right? Mm-hmm. I want, you know, the uh, a successful relationship is when I'm able to educate my buyer uh, from the start about the steps of home ownership. And so I like to have people in the office. We go over, you know, their realistic expectations for what they can purchase based mm-hmm. on what their what their approval says. And um, we also, you know, want to go over all of the offer forms. What does the offer form mean? Mm-hmm. What are these forms that I'm going to be asking you to sign? You know? When do I need deposit money? When do I need deposit money? What does the... Po- what is do you the- know how to write a check? <laughs> <laughs> that's a big one because some people don't. That's, that's Melissa. The Melissa gets that end of things. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's that, so true. That's when my manager hat comes on. <laughs> do you yeah. know how to write a check? <laughs> exactly. And then if you're, you know... Well, it, it, a lot of people don't even understand... Even brand new realtors don't even understand, sometimes don't understand mm-hmm. the deposit process and what mm-hmm. that means and where that money goes, Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, and how that gets applied toward their purchase. Yeah. And how much you need at purchase and sales agreement. I mean, I right. know so many times, and this is, I think, the fallacy of why a lot of buyers think, oh, I can't afford a house because I need 20% down. Right. I don't even know where that is coming from. Like, I think people are thinking about PMI. Right. Um, which is another story for another day. But I think that people don't understand that there are different types of loans. You could do Mm -hmm. 3%, 5%, different things like that. Right. Absolutely. And do you talk about strategy when you're talking about offers? We, we, I take, so the first meeting is really for me bring, like we do talk a little bit about strategy Mm -hmm. and about the, you know, because, um, I don't want to overwhelm somebody the first meeting, obviously, but, but it's so important to Mm -hmm. sit down with your realtor have a one-on-one conversation, talk about the steps to home ownership and, you know, what, you know, when you do the home inspection, what type of things uh, are okay to negotiate. And, you know, a home inspection is for your purpose only. It's not to necessarily negotiate, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. the, the seller down. So you, sh- you can't be going into the home inspection thinking like, oh, I'll just get them down another $5,000. Yeah. Yeah. That's really not the purpose. And so like, you know, we need to educate the buyer upfront about what this means. That yeah. doesn't mean you can't negotiate it, but it has to be a legitimate, especially yeah. if something unexpected well, comes up. Well, yeah. I think that it's really that that part is really important, and I'm just saying it as from a perspective of a buyer. I, I had a home inspection, but I went into it thinking. I, I've never owned a home before. I'd never yeah. actually lived in a house before. So to 
you know, I don't know where the water shutoff is. It was more educational for right. me, you know. Mm-hmm. I needed somebody to guide me through because the, the homeowner itself, he wasn't going to walk through. So I needed somebody to walk through and be like, this is this, this is this, and this mm-hmm. is this. You right. Know? right. And I'm like, oh, okay. And these like, are things that, you know, could use some love and attention at some point, but not necessarily that you need it right now. But they could also say, hey, this heating system is leaking right now and, like, there's a problem. So right. that's something that you would try to negotiate Absolutely. sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm. But you can't go into it thinking, I'm going to I'm gonna take the cellar down another 10. <laughs> I'm going to take them down. <laughs> In a headlock. Yeah. yeah. There are people who really think that. So. But you know what, though? This is another thing, too. And I think that this is one thing, you know, one of the things I love about Boston Connect Real Estate, too, and all of our agents is these roundtables that we do in the office. And yes. we're talking about, you know, different strategies, what we're seeing in the market, how we're approaching things. And I think that other agents out there from other companies, again, I always say we're not competitors, we're colleagues, we just wear different color logos. And I do think that agents know other agents. Yes. So they know if they can depend on us. They know if we're having these types of conversations where, okay, we know that when she goes into home inspection, it isn't so they can get another $10,000, $20,000 off. Right. Which is important. Right, so the exactly. reputation aspect of it. You have to have uh, integrity. Mm-hmm. You really do. And uh, you, the other agents have to know that you have integrity, too. Mm-hmm. So you can't, you, you know, you have to educate accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next step is showing properties, right? So mm-hmm. then we identify properties that the buyer would, you know, realistically be able to afford. And we start looking at a bunch of properties. In this market, um, it could take up to six months to find a home, mm-hmm. in, depending on what yeah. the buyer is looking for or longer. Um, so, you know, that's a long process. And and you're setting that expectation. Yeah. And to let people also know, backing up to the consultation, because I'm sure you talk about this and discuss this too. So you have that agency disclosure, you know, on your first meeting that just basically says... Says who who you're working for. Yeah. So I, I, you know, mine shows that I'm the buyer's agent for that particular buyer and I have them sign it and I sign it and give them a copy. Mm Mm-hmm. I also give them a copy of the offer um, and a generic <clears throat> purchase and sale I'll go over with them just to show them the basics of the purchase and sale and what mm-hmm. it means. And the other thing, too, is I think a lot of people think, oh, if I have a buyer's agent, I have to pay this buyer's agent. Yes. So can you let people know how that works? So that's really important. So, you know, the way it works, it, there's a couple of ways it works, but, you know, most in most cases, the buyer's agent is getting paid from the seller's commission. Mm-hmm. So the seller is offering X amount, mm-hmm. and they generally give approximately half of it to a buyer's agent that brings a buyer in. Mm-hmm. So having a buyer's agent, generally speaking, doesn't cost any money. Mm-hmm. In some cases, you can do like a buyer agency agreement yeah. where you know if you find an off-market property, you can find ways of paying the buyer's agent. Yeah. Um, you know, off, you know, but that actually gets can get wrapped right into your loan, so you don't have to have out of out of pocket, pocket. costs. Mm-hmm. So you can have like you can structure it in a way that it, the seller paid closing costs, mm-hmm. and um, that would cover your commission that you'd have to pay. Mm-hmm. So in many cases, the money doesn't come out of your pocket. Yeah, but in most cases, the money, you know, the any property that the agent is showing you is listed on MLS, and in MLS the 
agent that's listing the listing agent is offering commission yeah. to the buyer's agent yeah because the seller is actually paying the listing agent company the full amount and then it's really that agent that's negotiating with us they're saying hey we'll give you half or a, you know a portion of you know the the what i received so and, and that's particularly important so just to repeat that this the you know when a when a seller puts a house on the market and lists with an agent they negotiate the amount mm-hmm. and that amount gets paid regardless of whether a buyer's agent comes into the picture yeah so some buyers actually think you could just go to the open house and make an offer direct mm-hmm. and you know get an accepted offer more quickly because the agent's going to mm-hmm. present the, you know because maybe the seller will get a better deal mm-hmm. and that's just not the case in some instances i think that people think that um you know they'll have a friend or somebody in real estate and they'll say well tell them that you want this price based on you know you're going directly to the seller's agent so if you are doing an open house and somebody comes in and says i want to write an offer with you you can because you say right. I, I represent the seller yeah I'm still Absolutely. representing the seller. So if you walk into an open house and you tell the age, the seller's agent, hey, this house is on the market for 500, but I would honestly pay up to 600, but I want to put an offer in for 550, our fiduciary responsibility is to the seller. Absolutely. So we have to go to the seller and say, hey, they offered 550 on paper, but they told me they would go up to 600. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so be careful when you're out there. <laughs> so it, it, and, and that brings me to the point of, you know, being loyal to your buyer's agent. Mm. So, so important. It's really important. You know, you, you spend all this time with the buyer agent, the buyer agent brings you into the office, goes over the details of the offer, talks to you about strategy, teaches you basically how to navigate the market. And there's a lot of value in that. Mm -hmm. And so you walk into an open house or, you know, and then, or, you know, your mother's best friend just got their real estate license and you think you're going to like, you know, there's a lot more to the process after you get an accepted offer. Mm-hmm. And um, you, if you're walking away from your buyer's agent, you're walking away from a lot of value mm-hmm. that, they, first of all, they've already worked for you. They've already given you lots of free advice right up front. Mm-hmm. And, and don't get frustrated with your buyer's agent if your offers are not getting accepted. If, right. you've, if you've aligned yourself to a professional full-time realtor like Sue Bollinger, and your offers aren't getting accepted. You just said one was $200,000 over, but you educated your client. This is where they felt they were comfortable. You didn't think it made sense for them to go any higher than that. But don't get frustrated when your offers, there's low inventory. Right. So you can't put the blame on your buyer's agent. Absolutely. You have to. In most cases. Yeah, in most cases. Mm -hmm. I've seen a few cases where you could. (laughs) 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 But that's why it's important to use a realtor. Mm -hmm. Because a realtor is... Um, held to the code of ethics Mm -hmm. um, that a real estate agent is not. Mm -hmm. So there's a difference. They still have to be obviously honest real estate agents, but, you know, at least with a realtor, you know that Mm -hmm. they're adhering to a code of ethics and they, um, you know, care about the fiduciary responsibility. Mm -hmm. One thing I always say, too, and you hear me say it around the office, too, is when the inventory is low, I just feel like desperate people do desperate things in desperate times. And, you know, sometimes that does happen with real estate agents that are out there. I'm not saying anything bad about any one particular person, but, you know, that's why I think having somebody who is by your side to sort of navigate some of those things. I mean, I know myself, uh, last night I was um, actually I, I go on Clubhouse a lot, and last night I was I taught a class on domains because um, I have like 500 of them, and um, 
that's another story for another day too but um you know i was putting in an offer for some clients and you know we had very limited time i felt very rushed i was talking to the clients and i was like listen this is not normally how we'd like to proceed with things but if you want this opportunity i have to have it to them because they have to respond to this other one by like a certain time five o'clock i think it was and then i get a text from the listing agent saying i already you know i've already started the process like showing my client like negotiating not negotiating but i already presented the other offer to my client and i'm like well wait a second like ours is coming and he's like all right you have to hurry so like we had to rush and get it in but I, you know, called him and I was like, you can't, like, you can't do that. You're like, you gave us this much time. He's mm. literally in his Tesla right now having his Tesla drive his car for him so he can sign this document. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. Maybe don't say that out loud. <laughs> but that's what Teslas do. They drive with you. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like we were seeing a lot of that, um, like, during COVID times. It mm-hmm. was like you would set an offer deadline, but it would be, oh, our offer deadline is this. But we have the right to negotiate, like accept an offer beforehand. Well, then why are you doing? Uh, I don't uh, like both. It's uh, one or. Yeah, yeah, it's one or. I think you even had a conversation with an, an agent in another office at some point because mm-hmm. I remember you calling them and being like, "Listen," mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was because they accepted an offer before their deadline, and they're like, yeah. "Why even have a deadline?" Yeah, it happened so many times last year for a few of my clients where they just canceled the open house and, mm-hmm. and you know and the well, deadline was Monday. And I have to tell you that's exactly what happened in my situation last night. Our offer did get accepted, but it wasn't us that had the bully offer. We were competing against another bully offer. Yeah. You know what I mean because that other bully offer was like put a timeline on it. And this is the good news too is like I love the fact that we don't know. I never ask, like, who's the other agent? Right. Because chances are it could be anybody. I mean, for all I know, it could have been someone in this office now yep. that I think about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping it wasn't, but yep. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, you know, that's it. so I think that that keeps it all on a fair playing ground as well and makes it a little difficult for the listing agent, I'm sure, because everybody's like, I want this, I want this, I want this. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But in that case, well, you're only competing against one other offer. Yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like it could go through different extremes. Like, you could be up against, I mean, how many, what's, like, the most amount of offers you've been up against? Do you know? I mean, it, it, over 20 in a few cases. Yeah. We've had 42 offers on one of our properties. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine being one of those 42 agents and knowing, I'm, I'm one of 42. Yeah. (laughs) What? I know. Yeah. I'm one of 42. And that makes it difficult. We, we'll have a show on sellers, too. So we'll have yeah. Sue back, and we can talk about sellers and that whole process, too, with right. multiple offers, because we're getting back into that area again. The one with 200000 over was um, was 11 offers. 11 offers. So it's still, it's getting there. There's still very little inventory. So mm-hmm. um, whenever something new comes to the market, we're all, like, running with, like, yeah. a ton of oh. <laughs> Yeah. I know. Let me in. Um, do you, so, I know we're talking about buyer's agency, and you wanted to talk about buyer's agency beforehand. But do you do you have a preference? Like, I know that you like to be a listing agent, you like to be a buyer's agent. But do you have a preference? Like, do you keep your like little baby cubs, like Sharon does, like <laughs> with I all of us? Love being a buyer's agent. Yeah. Like, it's always sort of been my thing. But I love both. I do love both. Yeah. But I do really enjoy working with buyers. Yeah. It, it's I've. 
it's been sort of my specialty since I've started. Yeah. Um, I feel know. like that's how I identify you. Like, I, and I've been here for seven years. You've been here longer. And I've seen you have a, a lot of listings. But for some reason, whenever I think of you, I'm like, oh, she's a, she's a great buyer's agent. She's a buyer's agent. She's a great buyer's agent. Well, mm-hmm. some, sometimes, like, you know, when you find a great deal in a market like this and you get the, the seller down in price mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah. You know, maybe the um, seller, there's been, inc- and this will be a good one for when you do a seller agency um, mm-hmm. roundtable, but um, for the buyer's agent, when I see a house that's been on the market for three months, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, here we go. And you know, that's when you know you can get them down in price mm-hmm. and, you know, you ha- you're not up against 15 offers mm-hmm. and, the, you know, the seller's probably getting frustrated, like, how, why haven't I gotten any offers on my house yet? Um, so in a lot of cases, you can go in and, you know, like I had one, um, uh, was it beginning of last year? Or maybe it was a previous year, I'm not sure. But um, where, oh yeah, I know what it was. It was springtime, but there was still snow in the pictures. Oh. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, and the pictures were terrible. They they we used so the person used there. I'm not going to say what town or anything because yeah. I don't want to identify. But uh-huh. um, the realtor had used an iPhone to take pictures. I was incredulous. iPhone pictures. Mm-hmm. They were all really dark, and it was an antique house. So, Ugh. you know, in an antique house, you really need to have a lot of lighting in the pictures. You have to hire a professional, yeah. as you mm-hmm. know, because you need to show off the, you know, important features of the house. We ended up going into the house thinking like it was going to be a fixer-upper. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely beautiful. Oh. It had beautiful old um, wide pine flooring throughout the house. And it had tons of space. This was a first-time buyer who could only afford a certain amount. So we were expecting it to be a disaster. But the wow. realtor just never took appropriate pictures and <laughs> never marketed it. And it had been on the market for like three or four months. And the people had moved out and moved mm. to another state. And so we went in. We so got, now you know their motivation. Yeah. Right? There, it was. So we went in there. We got a fantastic deal way below asking. Mm. Um, and those are the things, you know. <laughs> like you get, you're like more excited about it than they are. I, yeah. I'm so, I love when, you know, sellers don't do their job. <laughs> sellers <laughs> agents sellers don't do agents, their job. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really important to hire. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about that next Saturday then. We'll yeah. just, we'll do a show on, the, you know, the importance on how to promote your house and yeah. stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. It is important. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if your agent's still taking cell phone pictures, yeah, you know, that's an issue. Yeah, Sorry, absolutely. Really I mean, is. well, everybody knows here. I got I got one this week. I have like what I consider um, it's a different version of the second word I'm going to say, but the holy crap folder. Yeah, and I have that on my desk. And agents in our office will send me things all the time. And one just came came through um, Faith from our office. She just joined our office, and uh, I, I was like, oh my gosh. Um, so. Um, yeah, we just put those in our file because I can't believe that this is how the pictures look. So if you uh, have any questions for us, again, we have Susan Bollinger here with us today. She's a full-time real estate agent here at Boston Connect Real Estate. She is one of the best of the best. I have known her for years. Uh, she, um, I have so much confidence in her. She was one of our, uh, part of our empowerment team, one of our directors here uh, doing trainings at the office. Uh, she's on, a, you know, on our state board when it comes to, um, you know, grievances and things like that. Uh, 
if you have any questions for us regarding this topic, being a buyer's agent or anything else to do with real estate, give us a call. We have Tim in the studio at WATD, 781-837-4900, 781-837-4900. And you can get your call in. And then do we have the number up on social on uh, Facebook as well? Yep. Yep. So the number is in Facebook too. So if you want to uh, watch us and see us in our home studio here at Boston Connect Real Estate, you can go on to Boston Connect Real Estate, uh, like our page, follow us and find out all great things about real estate. Um, so 781-837-4900. What's yeah. next, Mel? What is next? Um, so can we talk a little bit more about, okay, so you get an accepted offer. You said there's so much more after that. What yes. do you mean by that? Well, the offer itself, you know, negotiating contingencies. There's a lot of important contingencies. Um, the loan commitment date, the home inspection. What if you have a house to sell? Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, how do you, how do you put that into the offer and be protected so that you're not without a home? Mm-hmm. So you can sell your home and buy a home at the same time. You still can do it even in this market. Um, so it's important to uh, have a professional who can tell you how to do that. Sorry if I mm-hmm. hit that. Um, <laughs> Also, uh, you know, when you're managing the transaction, you know, the buyer's agent will walk you through the home inspection process, go to the home inspection with you, talk to you about what's negotiable, what's not, uh, walk you through the purchase and sale signing. And uh, the buyer's agent will protect your money. That's part of our job. No, that's a big part of our job, yeah. So, you know, if you are backing out of a deal for one reason or another, the buyer's agent can tell you the legal process up front. You know, for example, um, you can't just put a house under agreement and then change your mind the next day and then back out. Mm-hmm. You won't get your $1,000 deposit back. So yeah. you have mm-hmm. this specific things, you know, so the buyer's agent is going to talk to you about the importance of, you know, yeah. what the contract means. And then when you sign your purchase and sale agreement, you're signing, there's a loan loophole in there. Uh, it's called the mortgage commitment date. And it's really important that you stay on top of that mortgage commitment date and make sure that the appraisal is done and that the mortgage commitment actually has, you know, everything in it saying, you know, like you want it to actually be empty. The only thing that should be left on it when you reach that mortgage commitment date is, you know, verification of employment and maybe the insurance policy. There really shouldn't be an appraisal or any documents outstanding or anything like that. If there is, that's the buyer's agent's job to ask for an extension or to get you out of the deal so that you can get your money back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, the buyer's agent will stay on top of dates. It's very important. So it's got to, to protect your money. Again, fiduciary responsibility um, is very important to a buyer's agent. There have been many a times as a listing agent that that you know I don't I don't remind the buyer's agent when the commitment letter is due. They pass that date. Uh, all right. Well, I now potentially can keep your client's money. If you, can, if you cannot go forward, my client, the seller, can potentially keep your client's deposit money. Yeah, absolutely. So it really, really is important, and you know that's why the importance of training. And I think that why our office is sort of known for doing so much training, and those roundtables are so helpful, is because those are things that we always keep in mind. Yeah. So I had a, a client once who, um, you know, she was buying a condo. Uh, this was not through me. This was a previous realtor, obviously, Mm -hmm. but she was buying a condo. um, So she put her offer in, she put down a thousand dollars. 
Um, and then she did some research about the how much the condo fees were and some special assessments, but the language was not put into the offer subject oh. to you know review, review of you know all of this stuff because that's important. You have to put mm-hmm. that in the offer if you if it's subject to review of condo docs. You need to put that in the offer. So they, her agent didn't do any of that. And then she found out that the payment was going to be higher than she expected. Mm. And, uh, you know, wasn't disclosed correctly, whatever it might be. But they kept her deposit because she backed up before the home inspection. And oh. they kept her deposit. She mm-hmm. was like, why am I going to do a home inspection? She lost the money yeah. and never got it back. Oh, yeah. So it's really, really important that, you know, you're working with somebody who can navigate that for you. Yeah. And it's not just, I mean, we we have agents here even that haven't been in the business as long as you guys, but it's important that we provide them with the education that you guys had or you guys mm-hmm, are right. educating our agents. So we're all sort of on the same page. We're all working together. Yeah. So even if you do know somebody who just got their license, if they're working at an agency that has great training, like I think we do, mm-hmm. you know, it, it doesn't matter how long they've been in the business because they, they might be mentored by somebody who has been in the business as long as you guys. So yeah. I wouldn't get discouraged from, you know, uh, working with somebody who is new in the business. I would just maybe um, come up with certain questions to ask mm-hmm. them. Absolutely. Um, to, to sort of see how they're navigating their new mm-hmm. new career here. And I can say, like, even in our office, we have these roundtable discussions oh, awesome. with, with all of the... It's, it's all experienced agents and new agents. And we talk about our experiences, what mistakes we've made, mm-hmm. uh, how to correct them. And, yeah. you know, so even the new agents in our office who've not even made a sale yet already have the benefit of the knowledge of the office mm-hmm. just starting out. So yeah. yeah. And even, you know, we've had several seasoned agents join us from other companies and <clears throat> firms locally um, to our office that, you know, they're seasoned, you know, they've been selling for a while. And I think they're getting a lot of value out of the trainings that we're doing here in those roundtables. And um, I think, I just think it's great how everybody's helping everybody. And at the end of the day, it all comes down to us helping our clients. Absolutely. Right. Just being the best we can for our clients. Absolutely. And I think I think one of the important things you can do um, as a buyer in this market is sit down with your, ask ask for a sit down with your buyer's agent. Yes. <clears throat> if, if you're just about to get started, just tell them, like, I want to sit down with you in your office. I want to go over your process. I want to learn about the process before we get started. Mm-hmm. It's really important. You need mm-hmm. to have, you need to be able to trust your agent. Mm-hmm. If you can't trust your agent by the time you get to the negotiation por- portion, you're in a lot of trouble because mm-hmm. you get to, you have to trust that agent that they're doing the right thing for you during negotiations and with the other agent. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important, too, when we're meeting people, it's you need to know where you are in order to get to where you want to go, right? So I think that that's really important because that's why I always refer loan officer first. So you know exactly, because sometimes people will go online and they're looking at all these different calculators and things like that. And, you know, they're guessing at what the rate is based on what they think their credit score is or things like that. But, you know, when you talk to the loan officer... Maybe you do have to get some things straightened out, you know? I mean, I know, like, Mary was actually very transparent about that on one of our shows where, you know, she started, um, you know, younger, you know, that she went to Jasmine and Jasmine Glasgow from Maritime Mortgage. And, you know, she was put on a path to making sure that, you know, what do you pay off first? Do you pay off your student loans first? Do you pay off some credit card debt? I'm not, these are not exact examples from Mary, by the way, but... Like, 
but knowing which ones you should. Right. It's yeah. really important. Absolutely. But yeah, and I met with Jasmine, too, and I was thinking about this in the beginning of the show. Um, I forget what you were talking about at that exact moment, but I went into my meeting with Jasmine being like, oh, my gosh, I don't even know why I'm having this meeting. She's going to be like, you are not even close. Like, you have all yeah. this. You're like, what do you do? Like, you, you, the meeting's over in 10 minutes. Right. And when I left the meeting after two hours... I felt so good about where I was and how I got to where I was. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, and I was like, oh, okay, like, I, I can do this. I yeah. can do this. Because she, like, she is a professional and was able to show me and, and sort of, and I've, you know, been around real estate for a long time where I was still naive walking into it because, A, I've never bought a house. I've never talked to a loan officer for myself. So... She was able to explain certain things to me that I was like, oh, like almost like debunking, like, oh, is it a myth that like you have to put 20% mm -hmm. down or you have to do these things? And she was, you know, I was like, oh, oh, mm -hmm. oh, oh, okay. Like, it, I think it's like you're, as a first time buyer, you're overwhelmed. It is, yeah. It's a scary process. And you think like you have to open up your finances to some unknown person yeah. and talk about, you know, your bank account, show them your bank account. It's like a dirty little secret. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's, it's like, scary. I had to like ask permission, like, am I doing the right thing? Yeah. <laughs> have I done the right thing? <laughs> yeah. I called Jasmine recently too, because I noticed my credit score has been dropping and I cannot figure out why. Oh. Isn't it weird? I mean, I pay all my bills on time and everything, so yeah, I don't know weird. why it keeps on dropping. Mm. Um, so. Maybe it's getting, get, you're checking it too often. No, you know what? I'm just doing it like on this one website, but I, I think I sort of figured it out too. If you're on a credit card with somebody else oh. and that isn't being paid, so I am, I mean, this is not dirty laundry, but I am on a credit card with my dad. And not that they're my credits, they're his, and I take care of all his financing. And the company, this is what you have to always check too. So like, I never go to my mailbox waiting for a bill. I just pay them when they come in. Yeah. But they um, they must have sent him an email, which I don't check his email, that basically said, hey, we're changing everybody to paperless. <clears throat> oh, if hmm. you don't respond to this, you will get paperless. If you, if you still want to get paper statements, then check this box. Yeah. So... He never saw it. I never saw it. I wasn't getting any of his like his credit card bills. So like two months went by where his credit card wasn't paid, and and they're very little. Yeah. But my name is on there. Right. So I think that that had an impact on what was happening. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's so important to keep track of your credit. Oh, you know. Yeah. And in if you're meeting with a, a loan officer the first time, you know they can they'll check your credit for you. They'll go over. You know, mm -hmm. you, everything you owe, your debt to income ratio, which mm -hmm. is a very important as like, you know, if you have, um, you know, I had a buyer, one, I'll just backtrack, I had a buyer once that went through a divorce and he had, uh, he was paying 50% of his income to, he had no debt, but he was paying 50% of his ex-wife, income to his ex-wife for child support in it, for whatever reason, he just thought it was fair. Yeah, because mm -hmm. they had divorced. He was like, "I just want to make sure that the kids are taken care of." Yeah, he was just a really good guy, you know. <laughs> yeah, but you, if you're, people should know if you have fifty percent of your income tied up, that you can't get a loan. It has to be <laughs> a little bit under. So, poor guy, and he made plenty of money. It had nothing to do with that. Yeah, it was just <laughs> his debt to income ratio. Debt to income well, ratio. did his ex-wife want to buy a house with him? Still, <laughs> she owned a house already with a very low mortgage. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh. And he sold it to her. 
but he couldn't buy a house. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. He had cash yeah. and everything. Well, that's a good reason to talk to maybe a loan officer if you're thinking about getting divorced. Like what Absolutely. Are, you know, before you get divorced and you're settling things, you yes. know, maybe you should do that. You know, when you when we were bringing up Jasmine, um I mean, Jasmine is, you know, we refer a lot to, and we've had a lot of other, you know, um, mortgage people on here, Pete Fakaisen, and um, just the importance of having a a team of professionals. Yes. Do you want to talk about that? Because I know that you use Jessica Salia from Loan Depot. Yes. So talk about that process and why it just feels so good to have someone like that in your side. So I can say with Jessica, I've, you know, obviously I've never had a situation where the loan was denied because... Mm -hmm. She's so thorough. Mm -hmm. And so when you have a team of professionals, you know, I know if I'm sending a buyer to her, she is she she's looking at every aspect of their credit and their debt to income ratio. And she can come back to me and say, yes, this person can definitely (coughs) afford this. But, you know, be careful. This person's going to need a seller credit in order for closing costs or she she'll have she'll explain to me what needs to be done. It's such a great team. We just work really well together. Mm-hmm. She's very communicative, so I know what's going on through Which the whole so process. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've worked with, you know, there's, there's lots of great loan officers in the business. I've worked with gr- lots of great loan officers, but I've never had a situation where someone communicates through the whole process. Even, like, I'll text her at 10 o'clock at night and be like, oh, this is falling apart and blah, blah, blah. And she'll get right back to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. She get, she she works. I don't even know how she works so much. She works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she works Do you there. ever sleep? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I saw, like, on social media the other day, she did, like, a charity thing with uh, Richardson and Sharon. I think yeah, there was oh, yeah. a, yeah, mm-hmm. a bowling event. And, yes. and Pete was yep. there, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I we're not invited to that. We have to find I out. Know. I know. Unless he was there. I, you know what? I, I was going to say. We're going to have to talk to them. Yeah. I think it was Richard. I think team. Richardson and Sharon's put it on yeah, and they invited did. everybody. Yeah, they did. Um, but it's so funny about the team thing because, and this is this is realtors at home. Everybody knows I live with Mary right now until I find my home. So please, if you have a house that you want to sell me, that'd be great. <laughs> um, but the other day, um, Mary and I were in the kitchen having a conversation. She was like, oh, hold, like, excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom. And there was mail on the table. Well, I picked up a, a like a flyer, a postcard, whatever from Hyundai. So Mary drives a Hyundai, and I'm looking at the new models, whatever, just something to you know pass the time. She comes back, she's like, "Are you are you look, thinking about buying another car?" I go, "Jasmine would kill me. It wasn't. It wasn't. I can't afford a new car. I don't need a new car. Jasmine would kill me. Yeah. <laughs> but that's important to know. Like it if really you is. are looking to buy again, if you are thinking about getting divorced and buying a house, talk to a." a um, a loan officer, but also if, when you're in the purchasing process, don't go out and buy a new car mm-hmm. or new furniture. Oh, People yeah. like I've gotten, you know, close to the commitment date, and they're like, "Well, we're looking at couches this weekend." I'm like, yeah. "Are you kidding no, me? Just don't finance wait. it." And then they open up a new credit card because it's zero percent financing. Right, right, right. Yeah. Or there was a time when you could get furniture. I think it was Jordans, and then like you would get a free sixty inch TV. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If you opened yeah. up the credit card with them, so you definitely don't want to do things. I get like that, that question at TJ Maxx when I go sometimes oh, yeah, and I'll get like something and they're like oh you should like to open up a TJX rewards card and I'm always like sorry I'm buying a house <laughs> I can't I'm buying a house and it's like a 15 year old kid and they're like I don't know what that means yeah. like what's Why the do point I I'm asking you about a credit card <laughs> <laughs> 
So we only have five minutes left, which I can't wow. believe because we could have went on and on and on about this. But obviously having a team of professionals is very important. And we also have, you know, our attorneys and, you know, preferred um, people that we use for home inspections and things like that. So sitting down with your, you know, buyer's agent is very, very important. And having that first meeting and that first consultation, look, we just did this in one hour and didn't get everything out that we wanted to. But we do want to have that opportunity to talk about, um, do we have in search of like you have yes. some clients so yeah, lots. Sue, lots you? you can I'll start with my list. yep so we have to I'll, I'll just go through a few um well, that's your list this is my list oh my gosh. i literally if facebook can see this i literally put this on my facebook feed. you made a graphic for it i made a graphic for it because i have and this is just my top 10 one of them found something so that's good yeah um but i i'm looking for a colonial style home old or new style like you know um under 1.1 1. 1. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in like duxbury marshfield hanover norwell situate uh, mm-hmm. even pembroke um, you, have, you have to speed up because we have four minutes. Okay. So yep. let's get them out. <laughs> I need I need um, an in law a ranch style in law setup um, mm-hmm. for you know under eight hundred thousand. I need a large four bedroom or five bedroom home uh, that's under five fifty. So mm-hmm. it can need work. It doesn't need. That doesn't matter. Um, a riverfront with dock potential it would be ideal under two million. Um, I'm looking for a house in the Hobmock School District for a client. In Pembroke, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then you know under ar- around four hundred thousand in Pembroke, the surrounding towns could need work, but Melissa's looking for that too, so I won't. <laughs> but they needed a garage. No, but he's a single guy, so he's maybe single we can hook up and do the, the eight hundred. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Can be eight hundred. That's right. Um, I'm looking for something near the water, um, a water view house um, in Marshfield area would be ideal, but Plymouth would be great. Um, under eight fifty. So looking for oh I found that one. I need a small mobile home under like around 150 in Plymouth, Kingston, Halifax, surrounding towns with the fee not too high. Mm-hmm. So that you could actually live in. You can't need too much work. But around 150 or a condo, a small condo, two bedroom, um, or a single. And I'm also looking for like a an income producing property for a client under a million. Awesome. So, so all of those, um, Sue, do you have these on your Facebook page as well? I do. And I'm going to repost it, but it's on my Facebook page. Okay. So. And tell everybody what your Facebook page is so they can get there. Um, it's Homes by Susan is the handle. So it's um, okay. facebook.com backslash Homes by Susan. Homes by Susan. Okay, perfect. Homes by Susan. So go to facebook.com forward slash Homes by Susan and you'll be able to see this. So if you have any of those style homes that she just mentioned, you can go to her directly, send her a message. What is your phone number? 508 508- Three one seven five seven two nine. Repeat that one more time in case someone didn't have a pen in their hand. Five zero eight three one seven five seven two nine. Perfect. And uh, your email is what? S Bollinger. Yes. S Bollinger uh, at bostonconnect.com or you can also go to bostonconnect.com and just go to our agents and you'll be able to find her so if any of those homes that she just said if you're thinking about selling your home we can save a step in a process for you uh, Sue has these buyers who are already pre-approved waiting to find a home uh, just give her a call directly and uh, she will be able to work some magic so yes. 
Thank you again, Susan Bollinger. Sue Bollinger. Thank you. Yes, full-time realtor here at Boston Connect Real Estate. And um, you can listen to the show again if you want, or you can find all of our past shows at on your podcast app, Talk Real Estate Roundtable, or you can go to talkrealestateroundtable.com. Of course, you can find everything on bostonconnect.com, Boston Connect Real Estate on all the social media. And um, Sue, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. All right. We'll have be a back great, on Tuesday. We'll be back Tuesday. Have a great day, day everybody. Bye, Tim. Bye. Bye-bye. ATD FM Marshfield, WBMS Brockton.